Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. I'm going to be reading out of 2 Corinthians 5.17. And let, let me pray real quick, guys, because I want to just make sure this is all God. And I want, listen, guys, I believe things are going to happen today. And I want you to understand something. This has nothing to do with a special speaker. It has nothing to do with me. It, ha- it has nothing to do with anything other than the Lord Jesus Christ himself. He has to get all of the glory. If anything happens today, guys, please understand. It was God. It's God. I want to make sure that you understand that it was God who moved today. Amen. All right. Let me pray real quick. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Lord, I, I-, I need you, Jesus. I need you, and I need you badly, Lord God. You're, you're using something foolish, Lord God, to possibly confound the wise, God. I, 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 need, I, I just need your spirit to, to move within me. I need every word that comes out of my, my mouth, Lord God, to be straight from your heart, Lord. I, I humble myself before you right now, God. I want to make sure, Father God, that you receive all of the glory for anything that happens today, Jesus. But I will say this, Lord. I'm seeking miracles, God. I'm looking for miracles today, Jesus. And I'm, I'm pretty sure every, all of us together are looking for mi- miracles today, Jesus. But we're looking to you, Lord. We're looking to you, my Jesus. And I'm asking you, God, move in a mighty way. Holy Spirit, fill this place. Lord, I pray that you, you break down walls right now, God. And if anybody wants to reconstruct that wall when they leave this building, that's up to them. But I'm asking you to break down a wall today, Lord Jesus. I know there are many walls, God, many walls, God, that we can, that we, that we construct in front of you, Lord God. But I'm asking you, Jesus, break those things down today, Lord God, and reach us. Touch our hearts today and don't let us leave here the same. And all the glory will be yours, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Open this thing up. I know when I get nervous, I get all dry mouth. I don't want to look like Fire Marshal Bill up here. 2 Corinthians 5.17, guys. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, let let me stop there real quick. (laughs) Anyone, hear me on this, please. If anyone is in Christ, this means all are welcome, guys. Everybody is welcome to be in Christ. It's all about just calling out upon the name of Jesus. The Bible says that anybody who calls on the name of Jesus will be saved. Not just can be saved, not might be saved, but you will be saved. And once you're, once you're in, once you're saved, guys, this is where this picks up. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, come on somebody, he is a new creation. You understand what that means, guys? It's a new creation. You're not your old self anymore. Something starts to happen from the inside out. I look at my life, guys, and I know that I know that I know I am not the same person that I was, uh, let me see, 21 years ago, 22 years ago, when I gave my life to the Lord. Maybe 23 years ago now. But it's been a while. And, and look, I know I'm not where I'm supposed to be, but I'm not, I know I'm not where I was before. You know, I, I get, I got, I got, 
I guess yelled at, you know, on, on Facebook and stuff, because I, I, I saw these, I saw people that were posting these things that, oh, there's, and, and hear me on this, guys. Oh, when, you, when you're saved, there's evidence of speaking in tongues. That, that's an evidence. It's one of them. But I had to put this on there, guys. I had to say, look, the real, the real evidence is a changed life. Who cares if anybody speaks in tongues? I, now, hear me on this, guys. I'm not, I'm not knocking that in any way, shape, or form. God has called us to do these things. He's given people gifts. But the real evidence is a changed life. And everybody just attacked me for saying that. You know, and I'm, I don't understand why I would be attacked because that is a real evidence. I'm not who I was. God has do it, done, done something from the inside out. I'm no longer dealing drugs. I'm no longer a gangbanger. I'm no longer an alcoholic. I'm not stealing and lying and cheating anymore. My language has changed. All these things. I've become a new creation. Come on, somebody. Something new started to happen to me. All things have passed away. That old life is gone. It's history. I don't ever want it to come back again. I don't ever want to go down that road again. It, it, it led to nothing but destruction, guys. That's all it was, was destruction. Everywhere I went, destruction followed. I'm, I'm surprised people would allow me in their houses at times. Because everywhere I went, I kid you not, destruction followed. It was like the devil himself was following me. And everywhere I went, something went wrong. The old things passed away. And behold... Everything has become new. A new heart, a new mind, a new path. Come on. All, everything. It says all things have become new. And I'm going to say something right now, guys. And, and, and look, just bear with me on this. Because quite honestly, this sermon uh, uh, came about from a Facebook post. And, and many of you might understand what I'm talking about right now because there was a there was a particular shirt that was out there that said half hood half holy pray for me don't play with me something like that and I'm going to say guys I disagree with that with that 100% and and not because I think I'm better or or because the hood doesn't want to come out of me sometimes cuz look I'm in the same boat guys I'm in the same, but I ain't no different from anybody else here. I got issues. I got a lot of issues. God's still working on me. I said it. I'm not who I was, but I'm not who I'm supposed to be yet. God is still working on me. But when I saw that post and people saying amen, I'm like, no. Wait a minute, guys. There's no, no amen. You can't be half hood and half holy. You got to be 100% holy. Jesus was 100% holy, guys. There was no turning back on with Christ. Are, are you following me, guys? L listen to this. I believe that we're in a season, guys. I believe, and I'm going to connect all this right now. I believe that we're in a season of deliverance. I really believe this with all of my heart, guys. We're in a, a season of deliverance. And I know, I, I get it. Pastor I said, no, no, no. The word, the word for this year is, is, is to declare. Well, I'm here to tell you guys, you need to start declaring your deliverance. It's time to start to declare your deliverance. 
and, and I, somebody was praying up here and they said and during worship, they said, we're going to start to see things that we did not know were there. We're going to start to see things that we didn't understand that were in our hearts, guys. These are the things that God, listen, hear me, please. These are the things that God wants to deliver us from. You know, I explained to my church, I need some deliverance, guys. Oh, but you're a pastor. That don't mean nothing. I'm a human being. I'm a human being with a past. And I, I've spoken to my wife about this, guys. Growing up as a child, there are things that I, I there, are, there are times, guys, that I've literally blacked out in my mind. There are things that I, I, I guess at some point I chose not to remember anymore. I, want, I don't want to remember that anymore because it, it brings out some bad in me. It brings out some things that I, I don't like. It brings out the very things that I'm supposed to be new about. Come on. This is a season of deliverance, guys. I want to be delivered. I want people to be delivered. Because this is going to be one of those things, guys. Listen, we cannot hold on to these things that hold us back from giving God our whole heart. And I want to show you a couple of things. There are a couple of times when followers of Christ wanted to still be half hood and half holy. Let me give you a couple of scriptures and show you what Jesus says about this. If you turn to Matthew 26... Verses 50 and 52, this is the new King James here. Listen to what it says here, guys. Verse 50 says this, but Jesus said to him, friend, why have you come? Now, let me give you a little bit of rundown real quick. This is, this is right before Jesus gets captured. Jesus knew they were coming for him. They knew what was, he knew what was going to happen. He knew they were going to come and capture him. They were going to take him away and they were going to crucify him. And he's out there praying with, with his, with his, with his disciples. So this, there's, there's your scene right there. He's, and then here comes this garrison, remember? Here comes all these, these Pharisees and these soldiers, right? And so this is what he says to, this is what he says to them. Jesus says to them, friend, why have you come? He says, they came and laid hands on Jesus and they took him. And suddenly, one of those who were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword, struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. If you look in, um, I can't remember what other, I think it's Luke. You understand that that's Peter. Peter took off a knife and he chops off the ear of Malchus. Right? He was half hood. You ain't coming from my Jesus. You ain't going to touch my homie. You got to go through me if you want to get through him. Takes out a knife and chops off the ear. But look at Jesus' response in verse 52, guys. Put your sword in its place. Put that thing away. Look what he says. For all who take the sword will perish by the sword. You want to be half hood? All who take the hood will perish by the hood. Look, guys, I'm, 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 I'm that guy that sometimes wants to get out of my car. And, and, and look, it's a spirit, guys. It is a spirit of anger. It is a spirit of rage. Come on. That some, some of us need, need to be delivered of. It is a spirit. There was, there was one time, this is not uh, just a few days ago. And, 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 and this, uh, and I just had, look, nobody did nothing to me. Nobody said nothing to me. 
there was no reason for me to be angry. But for some reason, I just had this, this feeling inside of me that if somebody says something wrong, I, just, I don't want to punch them. I want to put my hand through their head. Mortal Kombat's like, get over here! You know, I'm just... So after this, guys, trust me, I'm going to be the first one at this altar. And, and hear me, guys, it is a spirit. And I had, I had to, there's my, 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 my uh, what is it called, my, my favorite scripture in Corinthians. I had to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And I was even, I was even asking the Lord, Lord, where did that come from? Why, why do I feel this way? I don't understand why this is happening right now. And, and I didn't really get an answer, but I know the answer. It's because you're in your flesh right now. There's a spirit that's just attacking your flesh. Saying, you don't let nobody tell you what to do. You don't let nobody, you don't let nobody get over on you. You're still half hood. No, I don't want to be half hood. I don't want nothing to do with the hood. Nothing at all, guys. Please hear me on this. I want nothing to do with that anymore. I want everything to do with heaven. I want all of the heavenly things. I want to think on things that are good and lovely and, and, and prosperous and, 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 and of good report. All these things that Jesus tells us to think on. I don't want to think in the world anymore, guys. And remember this, guys. You got to understand this. When we have that mentality, you're going to reap what you sow. There's, there is scripture out there, guys. If you reap to the flesh, you're going to, you're going to sow destruction. Come on. But if you reap in the spirit, guys, come on, you, you sow eternal life. And it's a matter of which one you're going to feed. Which one you're going to depend on. That flesh has to be crucified daily, guys. The scripture says daily we have to crucify our flesh. Every single day when you're putting on that armor that you know about now, you have to crucify that flesh. Look, Come on, somebody. You don't want, look, guys. You don't want to have a, a fleshy heart and then put a breastplate over it. You don't want to have a fleshy mind and then put a helmet of salvation over it. It just doesn't mix. Are you, are you following me? It doesn't work that way. We got to crucify the flesh and then put your armor on and be ready. Come on, somebody. We will reap what we sow, guys. I, I, I have to constantly tell myself that because if I'm getting angry at the person driving next to me, guess what's going to happen? Somebody's going to get angry at me. And they might not be Christians. And they might have a nine millimeter sitting right next to them. Come on, somebody. If I start to live by the sword, guess what's going to happen? It's just common sense. It's the word of God. It's what Jesus is telling us. Peter, put that thing away. You're gonna, if, if that's the way you want to live, this is the way you're going to die. Let me show you another one, guys. Luke chapter 9, verses 54 to 56. It says this, And when his disciples, James and John, they called them the sons of thunder, saw this, they said to the Lord, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and to consume them just like Elijah did? Let's burn them up, Lord. It's people that are coming up against this, draw down fire. Wipe them out. Get rid of them. They're no good. But he turned to them and rebuked them. Look, this is how my Jesus talks, guys. I'm sorry, but if that would, if, if Jesus, this is how I see it. Jesus is like, 
what? When, when did I ever do that, bro? What are you talking about? How would you think that's going to play into this plan that I'm doing right now? Living a sinless life. Come on, guys. And, and seriously, Jesus talks. You know what? I'm going to give you a story real quick, guys. I don't want to, I don't want to take too long. I want to make this kind of short, guys, because I, like I said, I believe God's going to do something after this. But there was, I'm going to give you an example. One time I was driving. I was commuting. This is before um, I actually moved over here to, to Vegas. And I was commuting from Fresno, California. And I was driving one day. And uh, it, was a, it had to be a Sunday night because I drove over here on Sundays. And uh, uh, there was this car in front of me. Actually, this car came around, swooped up beside me, got right in front of me, and then slammed on their brakes. And I just lost it. I seriously lost it, guys. And now I'm trying to get, there was a truck and I'm trying to get around them. And, and, and then I finally got in front of them and I slammed on my brakes and then I got to the side so that they can come up and I could say, you pull over. <laughs> and, and, and finally when they did, guys, I'm looking at the passenger and it was this little old lady whose head was about that far above the, above the car door and an old man that was driving that would not look straight. And I was like, oh my gosh. Lord, what am I doing? And God asked me this. Sonny, if it wasn't an old couple, what would you have done if it wasn't? What do you think you would have done? And, and I, cry, I cried. I cried right there. I'm like, God, forgive me. I am so sorry. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't, I don't know what I'm thinking right now. That's not who I want to be. That's, that's the part that I'm trying to get rid of, God. This is the part that I'm trying to crucify, Lord. Forgive me, Jesus, that that tried to creep its way back up. I'm sorry, God. I don't ever want to do that again. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is God. Look, guys. God will put you in that position and ask you, well, what are you going to do now? What are you going to do? You're going to sow to the flesh? You're going to sow to the spirit? You make the choice. And look, it's listen, guys. It's not like God is going to condemn you or... or, or Quite honestly, he might not even punish you. You know why? Because your sins, listen guys, your sins have already been forgiven, past, present, and future. You're already forgiven for that sin, but the consequence is what you got to worry about. God doesn't say nothing about consequences. You put yourself in that position. Now deal with it. I'm still with you. I'm right here. I'm, I got to give you another one real quick, guys. I'm sorry. This, there's, there was, when I first got saved, guys, I, I was probably saved a year. And I'm trying my, bre my best, guys. I'm trying my best to live for the Lord. And, and uh, I, 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 this is back in Fresno. And I, I, uh, a fr an old friend of mine called me and said, hey, you know, we're going to, they, they had the big Fresno fair out there. All the rides and all that stuff. He goes, hey, do you want to come? I said, yeah, you know, let's go. And so first of all, I shouldn't have been hanging out with my old friend. Because I, I, I realize it now. I didn't realize it then. But he goes, hey, I got to go drop something off real quick. All right, all right. Well, I'm going to drop it off at this bar. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I go to this bar. Yeah. 
I'm sitting at this bar. Long story short, guys, some guy comes uh, behind me and just totally sucker punches me. Boom, right in, the, right in the side of my head. And I fell off my chair and I rolled under this table and I didn't know what was going on. I, I'm just... I don't know what I'm doing, you know what I mean? And then finally, uh, I, I was able to get up, and I, and I went to like the dance par, part uh, of, the, of, the, uh, of that bar, and I'm waiting. Then I'm just, I'm just like, you know, who hit me? <laughs> what happened? And so they took the guy, and, and I, I, was, I was livid, guys. I was, I was very, 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 very angry. And so I hunted this guy down, and I found out who he was, and I, found his, I got his phone number, and I called him. And I said, me and you are going to handle some business, dude. And, and it was a lot of other language. And, and uh, we, 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 we agreed to meet at this certain place. That time when we were supposed to meet, he never showed up. Now, mind you, mind you guys, I'm supposed to be this new creation. The old things are supposed to pass away. But I'm digging back in the past. I'm reaching back because... I got to be half hood and half holy. I'm only half hood right now. I'm only half holy right now. Pray with me. Don't play with me. And so I went to, I, you know, and I was waiting. It was a, a summer in, in Fresno, which was probably about 110, 112 degrees. Humid, too. And there was a liquor store right around the corner. God has delivered me. He's delivering me. Come on, from alcoholism. And I thought, there's... It's hot. I'm just going to go grab one. I go to the store. I grab one of the big ones. I walk out the store. I crack it open. I take a drink. And then I hear somebody whistle. Boop. And I look back and it's a cop. And he says, come here real quick. And I don't even know why I didn't run, guys, to be honest with you. I could have outran him. But I just, I just, I went, I went. And so what it was, it was a substation that I took a big drink of beer in front of. And, and so I'm sitting there. They run my name. I got all kinds of warrants and stuff like that. Well, he said, you have a warrant for your arrest. And I'm thinking, for what, man? I, I don't know what I did, you know? So he puts me in, and, and listen, they, they put me in a paddy wagon, which I hadn't seen one of those in a long time. So I'm in the back of this paddy wagon, and they take me to jail. And I'm sitting in jail, guys. And, and uh, I'm on a bottom bunk. And I'm reading everybody's placasso, and I, homie was here in, you know, 2002 to 2010, whatever. And I'm reading all this stuff. And, 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 and I'm, I'm asking God, man, God, what'd I do? How did I end up here again? And here's the voice of God again. Sonny, you know what you did. You should have never been hanging out with that guy. You should have never been in a bar. You know exactly why you're there. You made the choice to go there. You put yourself in that position. These are the things I'm trying to work with you on this, Sonny. I'm trying to get this out of you. But I, I, I'm, I, it's like I can't do nothing if you're not willing to, to, to change. Come on, somebody. And listen, listen to this, guys. And, and, and I just said, Father, I, again, I'm like, Father, forgive me. I'm, I'm sorry. I did put myself here. This is my fault. I made the decision to, to hunt people down and try to do all this crazy stuff. I'm sorry, Lord. I said, but God, please, please get me out of here. I am so sick of this place. I hate ending up here. 
And the next day, the next day, Martinez, roll up. Oh, I love those words. So I'm giving away socks and soap, and here you can have my chonies on them. I'm out of here, homie. Don't ever, don't ever look for me again. I don't know. You guys, I love you guys, but I don't ever want to see you again. And this is the trippy part, guys. I was never charged with anything. They never told me what warrant it was. So I know that I know it was just a God thing. Come on, somebody. I don't even remember where I was. Oh, yeah. Luke 9.54. Should we rain down fire on these guys, Lord? Verse 55, and he... He turned and he rebuked him. He says, do you, do, you don't know what manner of spirit, there it is, of spirit you are of. For the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went to another village. We have to understand what spirit we're of. I just said it, guys. We're either sowing to the flesh or we're sowing to the spirit. Come on. There is, listen, guys, there's no in-between. There's no halfway. You're either going one way or you're going the other way or you're stagnant and you ain't moving nowhere. Come on, somebody. We need to be delivered from our old selves, guys. This goes way beyond just being hood. Come on. There are a lot of things must become new in our lives. A lot of things. Come on, guys. This is going to, it's going to look different for each individual here because everybody has had a different lifestyle. Everybody has gone through different things. Come on. We all have those things that we still deal with. Listen to this. Please hear me on this, guys. We all have those things that we still deal with from our past that have dictated how we react in certain situations. Anger. I told you about that one. And you, sometimes I wonder, well, where did that come from, Lord? Well, you know what? I, I know now. And look, I am not, hear me on this, guys. I'm not dishonoring my mother, but she was an angry woman. That woman would beat me until I was out of breath. And what happens is because that's what I learned. That's how I, that's how I learned to react. Started reacting the same way. Everything had to be if they're not listening to you, use your hands. There's what about unforgiveness, guys? And this is key. You got to hear me on this. This is extremely key. And, and, and hear me, guys. I'm, I'm asking you to search your heart. And I believe God is going to bring some things up today and, and, and cause you to remember you never, you never forgave that person right there. But Lord, you don't understand what they did to me. It doesn't matter what they did to me. Look what they did to me, Jesus says. Look what they did to me. And, and what was God, what was Je some of Jesus' last words on the cross? Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Lust. I'm going to go there. Look, if you're looking at pornography, guys, if you're looking at other women, women, if you're looking at other men, Men, if you're looking at other men, women, if you're looking at other women. This is all a spirit, guys. 
These are things that we need to be delivered from. I'll tell you guys, um, when I, when I, before I was saved, there was probably pornography in my house every single day. I used to have one of those boxes. Remember those boxes? That after 10 o'clock, younger people don't understand. This is, this was, this is 25, 26 years ago. There was these cable boxes that you could ship them. And, and, and after, after a certain time, all these stations would come up. And hear me, guys. These things, anger, unforgiveness, lust. Let me, let me bring up a couple more. Molestation. These are deep-rooted seeds, guys, that are in our lives that have to come out and we, so that we can be delivered from. Alcoholism, all these things, drug addiction, all these things, guys. You have to think, how did it start? It started somewhere, guys. Somewhere when you were a child, come on, you witnessed it. Look, this is why I'm so uh, against alcohol, guys. I am so against it. And and people will say, well, but oh, would Jesus drink wine? No, I don't think it was. I I I don't believe it was fermented. Anytime you talk, you hear about Jesus and wine, it's new wine. New wine. That's grape juice. That's grape juice. It was not fermented. That's why Jesus said, that's what the scripture says. You don't put new wine in old wine skins. Why? Because while it's in there, it's fermenting and it will burst it. You have to have a new wine skin. Come on. And when you start to see that thing bubble, don't drink it no more. Oh, but I just have a beer after work, you know, just to calm my nerves. You see, look, you might, hear me, please, guys. You might be able to, to withstand that. That might not be your sin, but your children are watching you and they're learning something from you. And who's to say that the enemy is going to use that as a foothold and make your children an alcoholic? Stop it now. Become a new creation now. Get rid of it now, guys, please. Don't let your children suffer for what we've done. All these things, guys, all these things God wants to bring up. And I know there's, you're, you're probably thinking of something personal yourself that you've struggled with. And you know what it is. And you've probably thought, God, I've tried to, to, to work with this. I've tried to be delivered of this. I've tried. Well, that's the problem. You've tried. God says, look, you got to present it to me. you got to give it to me. Let me handle this. i got the power to do this. I can make this happen. I can deliver you. You show me one, one person in the Bible that delivered himself. None of them. It was all Jesus. It was always God. God wants to deliver us from things, guys. Or deliver us from the repercussions of them. I got, look, this, this whole thing that I'm talking about, guys, it is a sanctification process. It's being called sanctified. This is what Jesus is doing. The moment, hear me guys, the moment you give your heart to Jesus fully, not just half your heart, it's got to be everything. It's got to be a complete surrender. The moment that you do that, Jesus starts to sanctify you. He starts to take little things. He won't take everything at one time because our minds would probably explode. 
But he'll start to take little things at a time and start making you a new creation so that all those old things will pass away. Come on, somebody. This is what the Lord wants to do. And look, I, I got a, uh, a real good definition of sanctification. According to the Westminster Shorter Catechism, sanctification, listen to this, guys. This is good. Is the work of God's free grace, whereby we are renewed in the whole man after the image of God and are enabled more and more to die unto sin and live unto righteousness. It is a continuing change worked by God in us, freeing us from sinful habits and forming in us Christ-like affections, dispositions, and virtues. It does, listen, it does not mean that sin is instantly eradicated, but it is also more than a, than a counteraction in which sin is merely restrained or repressed without being progressively destroyed. Sanctification is a real transformation, not just the appearance of one. Look, guys, I can act sanctified all day long. I can, I can make anybody and everybody believe that I'm the greatest Christian in the world. But what's in here? Look, this is where God is looking, guys. He's not looking at the outward. He's looking directly at our hearts. And he knows exactly what's in there. There's no fooling God. There's no lying to God. There's no hiding from God. I want to end this, guys, with this. This is Ephesians 4, 17 to 32. And I'm going to read this out of the message because I just love the way it puts it. I love, it's, it's, it's down and dirty, guys. It's, it's, it's nice and easy so that we all understand what Jesus is saying here. Listen to what it says here. And so I insist, and God backs me up on this, that there be no going along with the crowd, the empty-headed, mindless crowd. They've refused so long to deal with God that they've lost touch not only with God, but with reality itself. They can't think straight anymore, feeling no pain. They let themselves go in sexual obsession addicted to every sort of perversion but that's not that's no life for you listen to what jesus is telling you guys this is no life for you you learn from christ my assumption is that you have paid careful attention to him been well instructed in the truth precisely as we have it in jesus since then we do not have the excuse of ignorance come on since we don't have the excuse of ignorance, everything, and I do mean everything, connected with that old way of life has to go. It's rotten through and through. Get rid of it. And then take on an entirely new way of life. A God-fashioned life. A life renewed from the inside and working itself into your conduct as God accurately reproduces his character in you. Go ahead and be angry. You do well to be angry, but don't use your angry anger as fuel for revenge. And don't stay angry. Don't go to bed angry. Don't give the devil that kind of foothold in your life. Make a clean break with all cutting, backbiting, profane talk. 
Be gentle with one another, sensitive. Forgive one another as quickly and thoroughly as God in Christ forgave you. What this adds to, what this adds up to then is this. Listen, guys, no more lies. No more pretense. Tell your neighbor the truth. In Christ's body, we're all connected to each other. After all, when you lie to others, you end up lying to yourself. Did you used to make ends meet by stealing? Well, no more. Get an honest job so that you can help others who can't work. Watch the way you talk. Let nothing foul or dirty come out of your mouth. Say only what helps. Each word is a gift. Don't grieve God. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit is what he's saying. Don't break his heart. His Holy Spirit moving and breathing in you is the most intimate part of your life. Making you fit for himself. Don't take such a gift for granted. That is deep. I've never read that in the message, guys. He's basically saying, you need to get rid of all of you and become all of me. And God wants to transform some people today, guys. He, want, he wants to make something new. He wants to sanctify somebody. Can, can we, can we, we're going to have an altar call right now, guys. I don't know if we want to turn the lights off or, or how this works.